Good evening. Today we are learning Maseches Baba Kama Dachav Zayin, and we are in the midst of these unique cases of things that are already on their way to being ruined or destroyed, and then they get destroyed by a second party. We're on Chav Zayin Amad Aleph, about six, seven lines down, and the Gemara says as follows, an extremely rare scenario. Obviously, it's conceptual, where a person falls off of a roof, and when they land, they land on an Isha, and they end up in a scenario of intercourse. This Gemara says, The halacha is that he is He has to pay for the Arba Dvarim Tsar. This is a, yeah, this has been a couple of times in Shas. Um, and the Gemara says, but which is a shtick of Chiddush, because we know that the only way that a Yavama is, is nicknase is through Bia, as we learned previously. However, here there was no intent, right? So then under the circumstances, uh, there would be no Kenyan. And the Gemara also says, much as it might have been an embarrassing scenario for them all, much as that's true, the man who fell, who ended up being in this odd scenario, he doesn't have to pay for boshas. Why not? Ten lines down on Chavzayin Amad Aleph, it's not in the Mishnah writes, because we have a Mishnah, and the Mishnah writes later on in this Masechta that boshas is only paid when there's kavanah. And in this case, even though it was embarrassing, I presume, but because it, there was no intent, Therefore, there is no payment of boshes, but you do make the other payments of nezek, tsar, ripui, and shevis. The Gemara is assuming over here that it wasn't pekavana, wasn't a pshia. What's the pshia? He didn't intend on this. That no, makes the he didn't exercise proper caution. Rashi says when he's got isha chayim to alav barim, yeah, you don't shnafu bulak misuya, davar karov lemezik. Like, for example, when you jump off of a building, you should have your clothes on, you know, like basic baseline, you know, yeah, that's uh, it's it's kind of fair. I don't know, it's kind of fair. Where did you get your speed up from? I don't know, crazy people. I am a little bit. All right, next case. Um, says the Gemara, If a person falls off of a roof with an uncommon wind, and he damages and he embarrasses, because over here, this was totally out of his control. This was a tornado. But if it was a regular wind and he fell, uh, and he damaged and embarrassed. So then the halacha is chayv v'dal varmu patra ala boshes. He'd still be patra on the boshes because, as we spoke about earlier, this case of Baruch Matsuya is similar to the case of the first case we learned of Nafal Miroshagag Meniska Isha, just like David pointed out from Rashi, that this case is with Ruach Matsuya. There's a degree of responsibility, but it's not full responsibility. Rashi explains that if a person's in the air and he turns his body and kind of directs himself to fall onto someone to uh, break his fall a little bit, because here we do have a degree of kavana, which is that I do plan to fall on you to break my fall because better that I should fall on you and we both get a little hurt than the person falling should die. 
Ditanya, how do we know that this is true? Because we know that the Pasuk, which speaks about uh, when, when two men are fighting and a woman intervenes, let's take a look at the Pasuk on the side before we analyze the Brisa. The Pasuk says, If a man, if two men are fighting with one another, and a woman wants to save her husband, she's superwoman, she's going to intervene in this fight, from the man that's hurting him. So what does she do? She extends her hands and she grabs the other man in that which is busha for him. Uh, namely, it's a homily of sorts for his private parts. So the Gemara says in the Brisa, a third of the way down to Tanya, how do we know that he'd be chayav on boshes if he's nishapech in the air? Because the fact that she, the Pasuk says she's extending her hand already indicates to me that she's going to grab onto that man. What does the word teach us? So it says the Gemara, Once there was intent to damage, even though it wasn't intended to embarrass, we would still be chayev. She would still be chayev for boshes in a case like this. Halfway down, Robert presents another case. This is actually, I, I think I recorded this. One, two, three, four, five. This is the sixth case of Raba in a row. So I would imagine, historically speaking, that Raba for this set of weeks in yeshiva was giving shir on Baba Kama. <laughs> and he sat down and he's like, okay, Hevra, this is the shaila you're going to learn in morning Seder. Shir's at noon. Show up with good Mari Makomos. He would present the case. They would discuss. So here's another case. If I place a boiling hot coal on someone's heart and they die, I am putter. Why am I putter? So Rashi indicates over here because that guy should have just knocked it off. What are you leaving it there for? If there's a cold that's put on your skin for two seconds, knock it off. That should be instinctive. Why wouldn't you take it off? However, if it was left on his beged, um, and then he got all burned up and then died, then of course, Chayev. Amar Rava, Tarvayu Tenanhi. We actually have Marimekomos for both of these. We have the case of Alibo, and we also have the case of Bigdo. Let's go through both of, both of them. Ten lines before the end of the parak. Alibo, in the case of the coal that was put on the person's heart, to Tanan. Kovash Alav, Let's say that a man holds down another person into fire or underwater, and the victim is not able to escape the scenario and he dies. So obviously in a case like that, however, let's say that I push someone into fire or into water and and he could have gotten out of it, but he didn't bad swimmer. So then, putter. Maybe bad swimmer is not even a good example. Maybe he was trying to... Yeah, it, it probably means he wanted to die under the circumstances. He chose to not save himself. Then, putter. So that gives us the Raya Brura, that where a person has control over the circumstances, he is... The, the person who put him in that circumstance is not going to then be chayat. So again, uh, this is just a riot to the case that if a gachelis is put on the heart of a person and the man, the victim, could have brushed it off and he chose not to, that's, that's I wouldn't say that's his fault, but it, and if he then dies, it wouldn't then be that the person who placed the coal is going to be chayat. What about the case of Bigdo, where we said that if a person, if I lit someone's clothes on fire and then that burned the person and he died, it's not, we have a Mishnah. If a man says, kara es ksusi, shavar es kadi, if a man says, tear my clothes 
and or I should say or break my pitcher, chayev, almanas liftor, pater. So in cases like that, it's a little bit different. And that's why the din is different in that case that where a person says, Kores ksusi, shabares kadi, chayev. And what the Mephorshim here explain is that the person wanted to leave the coal on his chest a little bit longer and his clothes caught fire. He wanted to leave it longer so that there would be damages so he could collect. That extra amount of time subsequently led to his death, which is the language of Kara Susi and Shavar Eskadi, and therefore uh, the person would be Chayev. Boy Mahu. Okay, we know about a regular person, a person who is uh, who is a Ben Choren. What about the din of an Evid? How do we view an Evid? Do we say kegufo dami o kemamono dami? Is he like a, a goof or is he like mamon? Im timtsalomar kegufo dami shoromahu. And even if you want to say that it that the that the evet is like a regular person and therefore the person's chayv misa, the, the master's chayv misa, fine. Shoromahu. What if I put a coal on my animal and the animal dies? Hadar pashta avdo kegufo shoro kemamono. That an evet is like a goof and a shor is like mamon. Rashi. Rashi explains these last two parts right before the end of the parak. Avdo kegufo dami bimhiniach adam gachelas alev avdo pater shahelo leve the salka. Regular rules like we saw earlier, and shorobet kimamono sheein bodas the salka bechayev. There, the animal doesn't have the wherewithal. He doesn't know where it hurts. Maybe his nervous system functions as not quite as well as people. He doesn't uh, put his hooves where it hurts. And therefore, if he dies, it's still the master's fault because he had no way of taking off the uh, the coal. We finished the second parak of Masechah's Bavakama. We should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. The next parak is called Parak HaManiach. And we're going to be learning a number uh, of cases tonight. Um, in regards to this Mishnah, listen to the language change here in the Mishnah. A person places their pitcher, I place the kad, I place my pitcher in Rishus HaRabim, you trip over it and it breaks. Pater. If, if you damage it, let me say that a little bit better. If the victim gets damaged by it, Bal HaChavis, the owner of the barrel, is Chayv Benizko. Did you catch that? Amaniach Esakad. And then we refer to him as Bal Chavis. Asks the Gemara, Pasach Bekad, Besiyem Bechavis. Our Mishnah is talking out of both sides of its mouth. It seems that in the beginning, not it seems, the Mishnah in the beginning says, Hamaniach Esakad. And then we refer to the owner of that Kad as the Bal Chavis. Stira. V'tanan Nami, there's another Mishnah that makes very similar error. Well, we'll see soon that it's not an error, but a very similar change in language. One person showed up with a barrel. Another person showed up with a beam. Here too, Nishbira, look what it changed to. Kado. What did the Mishnah start with? Chaviso. So if the kad, if the barrel is broken by the beam, so pater. Here too, pasach b'chavis v'siyen b'chad. And the Gemara says, v'tanan nami, I'll bring you a third marimakom that does the same exact thing. Zeba b'chaviso shal yayin, v'zeba b'kado shal dvash. One person shows up b'chaviso with their barrel of wine. Another person shows up with a pitcher of honey. Nistika chavis shal dvash. The barrel of Dvash, which is not what it was called a line ago, 
a line ago, the Dvash container was called a kad. Vishafach Zeh, and the other guy poured out Yeno his wine. The wine was more precious. Wine is. Uh, the... Yes, the honey is more expensive. That's correct. He poured out the wine in order to save the honey. He doesn't get paid for the wine that he lost. He only gets paid for the schar, let's call it the per hour amount of work that he did to save the honey. Honey can be very expensive. If you go to Jewel, you'll see that there are different brands. Some of them are crazy expensive, and then the Jewel brand is like much cheaper. But wine, some of the wines we have are through the roof. Unbelievable. When I was in New York a few weeks ago for Shabbos, we walked in. There are bottles of wine that are thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. I'm like, do you guys have Bartanura? <laughs> um, what do you, what is that? They, it tastes good. What are you spending a thousand dollars on a bottle of wine for? It's absolutely nuts. They had a bottle of Glenlivet there that was eight thousand dollars. Really? No, I'm just, I'm just venting now. Yeah, it's sort of. It's sort of. Yeah. It's not wine. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Rabbi Robinson's not going to like this discussion. No, no kiddush on yai and sraf, unless you have a whole, a whole coast. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So here too, same din. Pasach bekad and bechavis. Over here too, we see the interchangeability of the pitcher and the chavis. Amarav Papa, no big deal. Hainu kad. You're right. They're perfectly interchangeable. And the fact that the Mishnah interchanges them is of no consequence, says the Gemara Lamaynaf Kamina. And what are we talking about over here that we have these changes? What To what end is it interchangeable? What, what does that mean that it's interchangeable? Says the Gemara memkar. So that when there's a sale, if a person says, I'd like to buy a chavis from you, and he pays for a chavis, then he goes to the store and picks up a kad, he picks up a pitcher, they're deemed to be interchangeable. With no halachic difference between them, it wouldn't be a mekachtos, clean, no problem at all. Hechidami says the Gemara, what's the case? Three lines from the bottom, second of the wide lines. If you're in a place where a kad is not called a chavis, or v'chavisa lo karu kada, or where a, a, a barrel is not called a pitcher, halo karula. There, the case, if, if nobody's calling it anything over there, if they're not interchangeable, that can't be our case. Says the Gemara, it must be We're talking about a locale where most people refer to a pitcher as a pitcher and most people refer to a chavis as a chavis. But, but a percentage, seemingly less than half, there's a percentage of people that do use the terms interchangeably. You might have thought that we follow the majority of the people who call a kad a kad and call a chavis a chavis. And therefore, if you were to be in a case of mekachu memkar, it would be a problem. So that when it comes to the world of mamon, we do not follow the majority. And the halachic application of this line over here is in regards to language. Of course, there are other uh, applications. But right here, what we're saying is follows. Let's say that 70% of society calls a pitcher a pitcher, and they call a barrel a barrel. And 30% of society uses the terms interchangeably. If you then make a transaction of one with the other's name, 
We don't care about the 70%. The 30% is sufficient to rely upon. There is no problem with the Mekahu Memkar. It is a kosher transaction. You can already see Rashi and Tosfos are digging in on this topic of Ein Holchen B'mamanachar Harov. In an Iyun share, we would stop here for a month or two, uh, and then we would come back and uh, by Pesach time. Says the Gemara, our Mishnah had said, We had said a case scenario that if, if I put out a pitcher or a barrel, and then another person trips on it and breaks it, he's putter. Says the Gemara, am I putter? Why would the person who broke it be putter? After all, get off your phone. Stop looking into your phone while you're walking. We've all seen the videos of people who are on their phones and fall into fountains and fall into holes in the ground, spacing out. Apparently, they had these issues back in the day also, but not with phones. Why would we ever say that a man walking around is putter? Open your eyes. Stop walking over things. Pay attention. Says the Gemara, a couple of different possibilities. I'm a little bit of a jerk. I took 50 barrels off of my semi-tractor trailer and I put them across the way in the Rishus Harabim. I made it difficult. What do you want me to do? The guy's got to walk. He steps, he breaks something. So therefore he's putter. But yes, in general, a person should watch where they're going. And in general, if that which was placed in the Rishus HaRabim was small and not overwhelming, so then we can fairly assume that it's his obligation to watch where he's stepping. Masha'in Kane, if it's Rishus HaRabim Kula Chavios, he no longer has an obligation. Or Shmuel Amar Be'afei Shanu. We're talking about a case scenario where maybe it wasn't 50 Chavios. Maybe it was just one or two. It was a reasonable amount, but it's dark out. And I'm walking in a regular path. And I didn't see that that happened. Last night, this happened in my room. One of my dear children left an open bottle of water on the floor of my bedroom. Perfect place for it. No problem at all. Walking into the bathroom, I give a punt kick to this little bottle of water that sprays all over the place. And I was, thank God, they also left a towel on the floor, which was convenient under the circumstances. But still, it was dark. I didn't see it. I kicked it. So the Gemara says, he's potter because it's dark out. What does that mean? That during the day, you would talk a bichayev for breaking, for breaking that cleat. Open your eyes and pay attention. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Bekeren Zavis. Rabbi Yochanan says that it is Bekeren Zavis. And Rashi over here explains the case on the fourth line, Di Ramaschal Bekeren Zavis. Kishenichnesin Mimavui the Mavui. When you go from one walkway to another, Min Hatzad on the side, Hinicha Betzad HaMavui Eitzel HaKeren. It was right around the corner. Uchshehichzer Zepanov Lo Rosa. You put it in a bad place. Don't put it in a bad place. In that case, says, uh, says Rav Yochanan, that's the case that you're putter. But any other iteration, you'd be chayev. Omar Papa, lo daika masnisen ela oke shmuel oke Rav Yochanan. He says, I could understand our Mishnah, the case uh, where we said that a person who trips over your item and breaks it as putter, I could understand um, Shmuel's reasoning, like we said about Be'afela Shanu, or of Yochanan's reasoning that spoke about Be'keren Zavis, but he doesn't like the answer of Rav, which is Kula Chavios, that Rishus Rabbim is filled out. The Rav, if it's like Rav, my area Niskal, Afilu Shavar Nami, what do you mean Niskal, that he tripped over it, even if he literally threw it out of the way? That would also be Mutter under the circumstances. You have no right to take your barrels and block up a Rishus Rabbim. 
Get out of the way. It broke while I was moving it. Not my problem. Why is it only niskal if he tripped over it? Even if he did it on purpose, it'd be fine. So you're absolutely right. Even if I threw it out of the way and it broke, I would still have the same din. Why is it that we said niskal, that if I tripped over it, even if I broke it on broke it by moving it, I would still have the same din? Says the Gemara, because I did the Bailamisne Seifa because of what we have to learn at the end of the Brisa. What did we learn at the end of the Brisa? That if the guy who's walking breaks your clee, he is chayiv to pay damages for it. The dafka niskal there, that's not the ratio. In the seifa where I broke it intentionally, that's uh, it, with a degree of intent, I should say, that's only of niskal. Aval shavar lo. And the reason, but if I break it with intent, uh, not because there were too many of them, but I just break it because I'm a bad guy. So then that that would not be the case that I'd be putter. My taima. Who the azik katani resha niskal. Because he broke it himself. Therefore, the resha used the language of niskal because of the seifa. Says the Gemara, similarly as we saw earlier, This is what they said in Eretz Yisrael, in the West, The reason why we say that a person is putter is because they are specifically not paying attention. So this is actually, I shouldn't say what I said, this is actually different than what we said before. Because here he's saying that the reason you're putter is because people don't have a habit of looking. He doesn't, he seems to argue with our initial approach of the Gemara that people should look. There was a case like this where someone was walking and he didn't pay attention and he broke something and Shmuel was mechaev him. And it's probably supposed to be Rabba. Um, because that's how it's quoted uh, later and in Kisvei Yad. Um, and says the Gemara, Bishlama Shmuel Kishmaisei. I could understand Shmuel. Shmuel taught us above Be'afei Shanu. Why in the case in Naharda was Shmuel Mechaev? Because maybe it wasn't at night. Ela Raba Should be Raba. Ela Raba Lema Kishmuel Are you going to say that Raba holds like Shmuel? Amara Papa Karna de Atzra Have. What were we talking about? We're talking about a season uh, where everybody's bringing their uh, olives to be pressed. There's a community, a public use community, olive press. And and since there was permission from the tzibor, everybody knew that there was a public olive press and everybody brought their own barrels of olives to press them into oil. So therefore, so therefore he had to be more careful in that case. The Gemara shifts gears pretty sharply. We're not really talking about the same sugya anymore. We're halfway down on Chavzayin Amid Beis, and we'll be heading to the top of Kavches Amid Aleph before we finish today. Shalach le'rav chiza le'rav nachman. Hare amru le'rakuva, if I hurt you with my knee, shalosh, we have to pay units of three. Ule'v'ita, if I kick you, chamesh, ule'v'ita, Nukeres, says the Gemara, that's uh, Rashi explains that's an ukaf, that's a saddle. Then, Shloshesre, that's a, an embarrassing way to go. Someone beats you up with a saddle, you have to pay 13. Asks the Gemara, Lepadna Demara, if I use the handle of a, of a shovel, Ula Kupina Demara, or if I use the head of the shovel, the blade itself, my. So, what's the din there? Shalachle, Chizda Chizda, Knasa Kamigbis Bibavel. We just gave a list of kanasos, of different financial punishments for behaviors that you should not be doing. But we've already learned there is no kanas in Bavel. 
because only the Bezdin in Eretz Yisrael is able to paskin on those Shilohs. So therefore, it says the Gemara asking against Rav Chizah, how can you say that? Tell me exactly what the case was, Rav Chizah. So Shalach Lei, Rav Chizah said, There was a water pit that was shared by two people. Every day, I had it on Monday, Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. And you had it on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And Asachad, one day, and I went to the water pit. I went to the well. And I was drawing up water on a Sunday. Sunday is not my day. Sunday is your day. So you said to me, Phil, what are you doing? That's my day. I completely ignored you. Flatline. Shakal panda demara and machie. So you picked up a shovel like a normal person and you smacked me upside the head with the shovel. Reasonable. Amar lay, he said to him, uh, this is now responding. The day to close. That's what it's talking about. Relax on your venting over there, Michael. Relax and drive slowly. And no shovels. And no shovels. <laughs> After all, we're going to see that this is actually mutter to hit someone with a shovel. So you really should be careful. You could hit the guy a hundred times. Even according to those who say that you're not allowed to take legal matters into your own, own hands. But However, if you are going to be at a loss, you are allowed to take matters into your own hands. So for example, let's say someone is in my backyard and I grow tomatoes. Someone who I don't want to be in my backyard, who has no permission, is taking tomatoes. And I tell him to stop. He doesn't stop. Pick up a shovel, smack him. Because in a case of pseda, you're allowed to get physical. That's what the Gemara says. You're not allowed to kill him. In your property. On your property, on the hefzid. It's not self-defense for my body. That's for sure true. That's pasha. Right what? Right uh, this year is so complicated. I have to deal with Michael. I have to deal with Tex. I, it's very complicated. Just think if, uh, if Mark was here. Yeah, oh, especially I'm glad he wasn't here tonight. Baruch Hashem. Says the Gemara, the Itmar of Yehuda Amar, in general, we have a machlokas about this. Rabbi Yehuda holds that a person is not allowed to take matters into their own hands from a Jewish legal perspective. That a person is allowed to. And where we're dealing with fiscal loss, a financial loss, there nobody argues. Everyone agrees that when we're talking about financial loss, you're allowed to get physical. You can physically remove the person from your property. And as physical as he gets, you can respond. You shouldn't kill the guy and you should try other methods of stopping him. Uh, you can be mavater if you want, but Ladina, technically speaking, in a case of, of Hefzid where you're losing out, you are allowed to physically fight with a person who has your stuff. Kipligi, the only time we ever have a machlokas about avid inish dina lenafshei, of a person bringing matters into, taking matters into their own hands. Kipligi, echa delaykap seida, that's only where there's no loss. I don't want you in my backyard. I'm not losing anything from you being in my backyard. You're just annoying, and I wish you that you were not here. So says the Gemara, if Yehuda Amar, lo avid inish dina lenafshei, when there's no hefsid, you're not allowed to have a physical altercation. The cave and the lake up seda, lazel kamedaina. Because there's no physical alter, because there's no physical losses, there's no hefsid, I can just take you to Bezdin for trespassing or whatever I think you're doing wrong. But because there's no loss, I'm not allowed to physically touch you. However, Rav Nachman Amar, avid inish dina lenafshei, a person is allowed to do that. 
let's talk Ladina. You have a piece of paper that you hung up on a, on a light post for a kidnapped child, and someone is taking down that piece of paper, and you own the paper. Ladina, I don't recommend it, but Ladina, there's room to say that they, you can physically interrupt what they're doing. You can stand between them. Again, you should be careful to not get yourself arrested. I'm not saying, don't do this. I'm just saying legally, technically, halachically speaking, there is room for that to be said. Because what you're doing uh, is within the realms of halacha, we're not going to force you to be matriach to wait six months for this guy to get into Bezdin for a din Torah. Not required. Asks the Gemara, Masiv Rav Kahana, wait one second. Ben Bag Bag Omer, three lines from the bottom on Chavzayin of Ibez. Don't go into your friend's yard to take back that which is yours. Shematire alav kiganav, lest you appear to look like a ganav. Ella shivores shinov, break his teeth. The emorlo sheliani notel. So what does this mean? Rashi, Rashi says ella shivores shinov klomar kach bechazaka the kasha the Rebbe Yehuda. How could Rebbe Yehuda? Take it back. Just walk into his yard and take it back. No banging on the door. Just go get it. Don't don't walk into his yard. I'll take on it. No, no. Bang at the front door and take uh-huh. it back. Oh. Yeah. So kach you can take it back, but you shouldn't look like a ganav in the process. Process and say out loud, but Amarlo, Shaliani no tell Kashan or Bihuda. Says the Gemara, Amcha, Imcha, is he really with you? Then Bagba Gihidahu. He's a das yachid. Vyanai says, I have another taich. Vyanai Amar, my shavor ashinav. What does it mean to break his teeth? Bidin. Shavor ashinav means to bring him to a din Torah. The Gemara is not having that. That's not what shavor ashinav means. It shouldn't say the amor lo. It should say the omrim lo. It shouldn't say that he said. It should be that they, the, the, the dayanim said. It shouldn't say Sheli Ani Notel and the Bryce of Ben Bagbag, but rather Shelohu Notel Mi and therefore Kashi against the Shita of Yana. I looked this up in the Shulchan Aruch and Choshen Mishpat Simon Dalad and the Rama and the Rama Paskins Ladina that Avid Dina Lenafshe, certainly in a case of Hefsid. Please be careful, but that is technically the case. We will stop right here. We will learn tomorrow night, Thursday night, in the main base medrash in the back couple of tables for our Mishmar Lartenu program. Wishing you all. A beautiful night.